0: The assassination of a Japanese prime minister, we're going to break down all the information, everything we know as this story develops shot with a homemade double barrel shotgun. Before we get into that, I want to remind everybody the tickets are still available for a limited time. We're only two weeks away from the start of the Turning Point Student Action Summit. If you want to come, you want to be there, be in person, meet with like minded individuals, have a celebration celebration of what it means to be American and for love of country. We're going to Tampa, Florida, tpusa.com slash sass. You got President Trump, Governor DeSantis on the same stage. The only event you're going to find that. Use promo code POSO, all caps, for 25% off. The link is in the description. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today's headlines, of course, and we have to explain everything that we know about it so far. Former Japanese President Shinzo Abe was assassinated during campaign speech last night in Japan. Next up, President Biden apparently sold assets, barrels of our strategic petroleum reserve to a CCP gas company linked financially to Hunter Biden. Okay. third, Elon Musk's deal to buy Twitter is in peril. We've explained this to you day after day. And now we're going to get into it some more. And finally, a New York City bodega worker has been charged with murder after stabbing a man who attacked him behind the counter. All this more head human events daily. So today we Americans send our condolences and prayers to the people of Japan, a great nation in the face of tragedy. May we honor the memory and service of a Patriot like Shinzo Abe, who spent his entire life in service of his country. And I would like to extend my personal condolences and prayers to the people of Japan in this time. So from a news perspective, Um, Obviously, this is still a developing story. We have to understand what all happened here, but we'll give you the facts as we know them now. President Biden has released a statement this morning saying that he was stunned, outraged, and deeply saddened by the news. We know that he was pronounced dead very early this morning. Um, Supposedly, he was giving a speech. So Japan has their uh, what's essentially their Senate, their Senate elections coming up in about three days and it comes up this weekend. And Shinzo Abe, even though he's been he stepped down as prime minister about uh, about a year and a half ago, that or almost two years ago, that he uh, was giving a speech in support of a particular candidate of his party, and he was in the parking lot of what looks to be some sort of factory or you know manufacturing center, and an assailant approached him from behind, pulled out a homemade. Double barrel shotgun, short barrel, fired several shots from behind, this primitive, you know, zip gun, almost musket like kind of contraption, hit him behind in the left chest. So hits him, you know, strikes him in the back, but the pellets lodge in the chest. And he fell to the ground, rushed to the hospital, cardiac arrest, and was unable to be revived. The assailant, we don't know much about him yet. 41 years old. Wearing a gray T-shirt, tan pants, did not flee. Was immediately taken into custody, and we're told that he admitted that he confessed immediately to the assassination. The gunman supposedly was a former Maritime Self defense Force member. Now, Japan's Maritime Self Defense Force—that's what they call it, the Japanese Navy. Um, however, he was a member a long time ago for only a brief period. He told police that he was in, that he intended to kill Abe because he was frustrated with the former prime minister, according to Japan's national public broadcaster NHK. This is one of Japan's highest profile acts of political violence in a long time. Um, People may remember that in 1960, the Japanese leader of the Socialist Party was assassinated in public by an assassin with a katana blade. Um, In the 1930s, Japan saw a wave of political assassinations. And so this is certainly something that Japan is no stranger to. Unfortunately, it has happened in this case. Shinzo Abe, 67, dedicated his entire life to serving his country. Um, Staunch patriot. He was a conservative, extremely anti-CCP. One of the most pro-freedom and anti-communist defenders and patriots that you would find anywhere in Asia. Uh, He clearly saw the crisis, the looming crisis for what it was in terms of Asia. And he also made made headlines because when he was prime minister, one of the biggest things he did was revise Japan's constitution to allow for more of an offensive standpoint for the Japanese Maritime Self-Defense Force. So there's this idea that, that Jap- Japan's constitution doesn't allow for their military to be used offensively, right? This is sort of part of the end of the treaty world war ii and abe was one of the first politicians the first leaders true leaders to revise that and put japan more on the offensive in in asia in, def, in able to defend his country against china and against the rise of the ccp and the people's liberation army and particularly their navy And so when you see a situation like this, someone, a man who has was a steadfast supporter, by the way, of Taiwan, always supported Taiwan. And even, uh, as we know, of course, had a very close relationship with President Trump. So we're going to continue to follow this. We're not sure exactly what happened yet. But folks, remember, you never know when your time is going to come. So you have to stay in prayer and you have to always be ready because your time will come, as the book, as the Bible says, like a thief in the night. Tanya Tay and I just had the best meal, the best cookout for July 4th that I think we've ever had in our entire lives. Now, of course, growing up, Tanya Tay did not celebrate the 4th of July because she grew up in the Soviet Union. But now that she is here, if you listen to the last spillover, you know how much she loves this country. And she said to me, she said, there's no way better than to celebrate this than grilling up Our burgers, our Wagyu burgers from goodranchers.com. We actually did it, folks. Not just saying that for the ad. Oh no, 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 no. We actually had there on our back deck the grill out with the good ranchers. We were frying them up. We were frying them with cheese. We were frying them with onions. We were frying them every way under the sun. All of our guests were saying, What is this stuff? How do I get? I said, guys. I pointed at the box. I said, this is good ranchers, right? I've been telling you about it. I talk about it every Friday on the show. I say, you got to get your good ranchers. I put my money where my mouth is, right? These are the best burgers ever. I'm kidding you not. I, I wish I'd had a video up of people actually coming up to us during the cookout saying, where did you get these burgers? Did you get them at the store? Did you get them at the market? Were they at, was some, some local butcher? I said, no, no. Goodranchers.com slash poso. You go to this thing, you select which meat you want, right? You, you don't just have to get burgers, by the way. They've got ribeyes, T-bones, New York strip, they've got chicken, uh, they've got seafood if you want some of that as well. It's it's all there, right? It's all there, whatever you like, whatever your heart's desire. And then they ship it to you, this is the best part with. If you use promo code POSTER, you go to what we have set up as goodranchers.com/poso and the link is in the description. You get 30 bucks off and the free express shipping. So you don't have to worry about the shipping costs if you want to order, if you want to order something small, if you want to order something large, still free express shipping. You will have it as fast as possible and I'm telling you. That just because the 4th of July is ended, that does not mean that we are not still in maga month. This is still maga month and we demand cookouts. America desires cookouts. And those cookouts desire Good Ranchers from GoodRanchers.com. Make your meat selection immediately. GoodRanchers.com slash Today, I'm authorizing the release of 1 million barrels per day for the next six months. Over 180 million barrels for the strategic, from, the, from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. This is a wartime bridge to increase oil supply until production ramps up later this year. And it is by far the largest release of our our National Reserve in our history. It will provide a historic amount of supply for a historic amount of time, a six-month bridge to the fall. And we'll use the revenue from selling the oil now to restock the Strategic Petroleum Reserve when prices are lower. When a report from the postmillennial.com revealed Biden sold one million barrels, our president. 1 million barrels of oil from U.S. strategic reserves to a Chinese company, Chinese gas company, that Hunter Biden is invested in. In 2015, a private equity firm co-founded by Hunter Biden bought a stake in Sinopec, valued at $1.7 million. Now, This follows news on Wednesday that millions of barrels of oil released from America's strategic petroleum reserve were shipped overseas to China, India, and Europe. However, it's now been revealed that nearly 1 million barrels of our strategic national reserve of petroleum were sent not only to China, but to a CCP controlled company in which President Biden's son, Hunter Biden, had a stake in as recently as 2015. Now We're not actually sure whether he still has a stake in this because they've never been clean about it. Uh, this is obviously something that needs to be investigated. This is. And when, when it comes to where we were talking yesterday about how Boris Johnson had to resign because of scandals. And I said, I wasn't sure if Americans even understood what a real scandal is anymore, because we've been getting so many fake scandals from the media pushed at President Trump. Right. Did he say Americans should drink bleach? Did he uh, say that uh, did he dump the you know the food into the koi pond when he was with Prime Minister Abe a couple of years ago and, and you know all, all of these ridiculous things that we've forgotten what you know did he plan an insurrection that there's no actual evidence of any of that yet here's a situation here's a situation where we've got a huge problem we've got a massive problem on our hands the president of the United States. Is not supposed to tap into the strategic petroleum reserve unless there's an actual emergency. You go through history on this uh, hurricanes, when the US is at war, when we're in a national crisis. But that's not what's going on here. Because the problem is President Biden's domestic energy policies have greatly raised the price of oil. His domestic policies have done that. And now the crisis. Is for him and his political party and their ambitions going to, as Americans go to the polls this November. So the crisis has nothing to do with an actual emergency. It has to do with the Biden administration and the fact that he wants his party to stay in power in the polls. That's the emergency. Those are the people who are suffering right now or who are about to suffer in in November. But he just took a strategic national resource our petroleum, which had been filled up. President Trump tried to refill it when gas prices were low. Congress blocked him, by the way. Democrat-controlled Congress blocked them. And yet we have a situation now where, as Daniel Turner, the founder of Power of the Future, good friend of mine, he stated, these raw materials have been sold to the Chinese Communist Party for them to use as they want. We were assured that President Biden was releasing this oil to America so it could be refined for gasoline to drive down prices at the pump. So right off the bat, they are just lying to the American people. What they're saying they did and what they did are not remotely related. There needs to be an inquiry into this. There needs to be an investigation. I would even call for a special prosecutor. This is something where we actually need to potentially look at an impeachment of President Biden for this situation, there is a direct line here, financial ties to the CCP and lying to the American people. Huge scandal. And as you're looking at this situation, put everything else aside and focus directly on what we already know they did. You tweet a lot. I I use my tweets to express myself. Some people oh use God. their hair. <laughs> I use Twitter. Well, but you use your tweeting to, to kind of get back at critics. You Rarely. Have, you kind of have little wars with the press. Twitter is a war zone. If somebody's going to jump in the war zone, it's like, okay, you're in the arena. Let's go. Elon Musk, his deal to buy Twitter is in peril, according to the Washington Post. Though because it comes from the Washington Post, we of course have to take this with a grain of salt. Well, here's what they've got. They're saying that talks with investors have cooled in recent weeks and Musk's camp believes that it can't confirm Twitter's claims about spam accounts. And I just want to look at this and say, you know, Washington Post, you're acting like this is some kind of scoop. You're acting like this is some kind of huge reporting from the the huge reporting for the Washington Post. Now, today, we've got it out now. Elon Musk dealed by Twitter's and Sarah Shepardy. Stop. Three people familiar with the matter say stop as must camp concluded the Twitter's figures on spam accounts are not verifiable. Stop. Must team has stopped engaging in certain discussions around funding for the forty four million dollar bill, including what the party name is likely back. One of the people said stop. The people spoke on condition of Nimity because of the sensitivity of the ongoing discussion. Stop. And I'm like, okay, you know, that would be amazing if we lived in a world where there was this was an actual scoop from the from from Washington Post. But if you had just listened to Human Events Daily for, I don't know, the past two months, we have been telling you this again and again and again. Elon Musk doesn't like the data. That's number one. He said you lied about your user numbers, and then that's material fraud. And number two, he's saying that because you lied, the stock price is now going down, and he's realizing that he's potentially overpaying for Twitter. But what's number three on this? And the Washington Post doesn't even I've, I've looked through. This thing is like 25, 25, Right. Paragraphs long. And you know what they don't mention? They don't mention the fact that it is going to be very hard for him to get out of this contract. And that's what we said from day one. You know why? I did this little. T- it's a crazy little trick that I do. This one little trick. What was the little trick? I actually talked to people in the industry, reached out to them, people in tech, people in Wall Street, people who understand M&A, lawyers, and they told me, they said, Jack, look, regardless of what you think about Elon, regardless of what you think about Twitter, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, right, he already signed the contract. And the problem is that because he signed the acquisition contract already, that it's going to be very hard for him to use this as a way to get out of it because they would have to be able to prove that Twitter materially lied to him. And that's different than Twitter not having a good handle on its numbers, right? So the idea has to be, and it's, it's very high bar, right? In US contract law to the point where, I think somebody was telling me that only one country, company has ever gotten out of a contract like this before in, in all of US history, right? So the idea is that if he got this thing, he signed for it. He hasn't paid for it yet, as we know. But he, but he signed the contract. You sign on the dotted line, right? He used to say that in the military. You sign on the dotted line. Choose your rate, choose your fate. That's what we call MOSs in the Navy. Choose your rate, choose your fate. And so the idea is that if Elon thinks he's just going to walk away from this, it's going to be much harder. Now, he's been putting public pressure on. And obviously, this is something I think. Here's what I think is going on. This is... This is a strategic leak from Elon's side into the Washington Post, the strategic leak from him, because they're trying to put pressure on Twitter to drop the price because they know, right? They know that the stock price is going is falling lower and lower and lower. Neither side wants to go into a, you know, a drawn out arbitration legal fees, court appearances. I mean, go look at the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard thing, right? Nobody wants to go through that. But Twitter has the option of going to Elon and saying, you know what? We have this contract. We have this thing here. Maybe we'll knock a few points off. We'll shave a few points off. That way you get to save face, but we also uphold the obligations of the contract. I think that's what's going on here. I think this is a power play. And because otherwise, otherwise, Elon's on the foot for one billion dollars in a breakup fee and potentially a lawsuit on his hands. He don't want that. We're gonna see how this plays out Do you have the numbers to show that it's the concealed carry permit holders that are committing crimes? Because the lawful gun owner will say that you're attacking the wrong person. It's really people that are getting these guns illegally that are causing the violence, not the people going and getting the permit legally. And that's the basis for the whole Supreme court argument. Do you have the numbers? I don't need to have numbers. I don't need, I don't have to have a data point to point to, to say that this is going to make, all I know is I have a responsibility to the people of this state to have sensible gun safety laws. We need to talk about bodegas. Do you remember Bodega bro, right? We were talking about Bodega bro. um, The who was the, the the football player who had just moved to New York City. And he got canceled from his job because he said that he didn't like bodegas. He said, these aren't real supermarkets. He got canceled for that for some reason. said nothing wrong. Now, a 51-year-old bodega clerk, convenience store clerk, Jose Alba, has been arrested and charged with murder in the city of New York For the crime of defending himself, defending himself while a crazed maniac jumped over the counter, started pushing him, attacking him, grabbing him around the neck, grabbing him around the waist. A 37-year-old assailant, 51-year-old deli clerk, old guy. Well, he picked up a knife and he defended himself. And the attacker was killed as the clerk defended himself. Yet Jose Alba has now been charged with murder in the city of New York. That's who the, D, the DA is against. AOC came out, and, and she is, you know, her beloved bodegas where she goes for her iced coffees. She's listening to Oya Va, right, from Speaker Backpack. She tweeted about this, but she's nowhere to be found. For Jose Alba even the mayor of New York Eric Adams has come out and said look th- this is self-defense what are you doing it's very simple what the DA New York is doing DA Bragg what he's doing is the same thing that you saw in the run-up to the Bolshevik revolution in Russia in the 1910s in the interwar period well I guess the end of the of the first world war what were they doing They were letting violent criminals out of jail and then criminalizing people who defend themselves. If you can turn self-defense itself into a crime, then you can criminalize and terrorize your entire. We already saw this with Kyle Rittenhouse. Kyle Rittenhouse had 10 different angles of video proving that he acted in self-defense, including one angle of video. That was exclusively first released by me, by Human Events Daily, from an FBI surveillance flight that was up that night that they tried to scrub the records of. The agent refused to even participate publicly in the event. They, scrub- they scrubbed the court record of the fact that an FBI agent testified at the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, even though it was off camera. The FBI had that flight up. And yet they tried to prevent people from, they provided to prevent Kyle Rittenhouse from using that video to exonerate himself because they knew what it showed. They, it showed a young boy operating to save his life the same way that this video, and there is a video of this, of Jose Alba working to save his life. They are trying to criminalize self-defense to destabilize our entire society. And that finishes out for this week of Human Events Daily. Remember, now more than ever, our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you. Be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us. Share this out one. Just pick one. Pick one friend at random. Pick a random act of friendship. Send them this podcast and say, yo, you have to hear how Poso broke this down. Or do you even understand what's going on with the crime in these cities? It's going crazy. This crime wave. Nobody else is covering it like these guys are. Just give it a listen. See what you think. Super fast, super fast. You do it. You do it at 2X. I listen to everything at 2X. You do it at 2X. It'll be done in a, like, 12, 13 minutes. Max, you're done. You go about the rest of the day. You will not find a better executive podcast than this one right here. Speaking of which, what did we talk about today? Former Prime Minister Japanese, Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, assassinated during a campaign speech. Next, President Biden selling a strategic petroleum reserve million barrels to a ccp gas company linked to hunter biden third elon musk's twitter deal is in peril and then fourth the new york city bodega worker charged with murder after stabbing a man in self-defense who attacked him behind the counter the criminalization of self-defense now we also want to point out that this week saw the fourth of july and we had an excellent fourth of july special if you haven't gone back yet watch that it's myself alex clark charlie kirk and drew hernandez So your four four hosts from Turning Point USA, but also the history break for today, this day, July 8th, 1776, the first public reading of the Declaration of Independence. Colonel John Nixon read it to an assembled crowd in my beloved city of Philadelphia. Philadelphia's changed a lot, but back then, it was very, very important. Remember who we are, remember where we come from, remember why we fight. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.